But anyway, on page 66, look, again, and it tells us here, when you're upset, 99% of it's due to other people. Believe me, think about it. You're upset because this person did this, they said that. You know, hey, what they say or think should be none of your business, but you take it upon yourself to get crazy about it. Hey, and you thought they were crazy? The crazy one is us for getting crazy over what a crazy person says. They say you try to figure out what a crazy person does, you'll become crazy. So that's what we do. We became crazy, right? Our whole lives became crazy. So let me let me let me pull that here. I'll have it over here on this side. Okay. So again, I have all these books around here, right? We really don't need them all. I had shelves. I have shelves full of them, right? Yeah. You know. You know. You see some people that have like a bookcase behind them with all of these books, right? I had all. I have all. I do. I have all of these books. I have them all over the place, right? Didn't help me. Doesn't help. We have we have these steps. Step one says I'm powerless. Step two says that we could be a step three. All I need is a step three in my life. You know, get out of the self and that's it. But anyway, on page six, let's go to page 66. So in the last paragraph, we turn back to our list again. It held the key to the future. We This is the fourth step, right? Hey, they call this, some people say the therapy uh, uh, step, right? So, but, but people go to therapy, what, 10, 20, 30, 40 years? I don't know. Did it get any better? I don't know. I don't want to comment on that. But all I know is that I went through a lot of that. And in a moment of inspiration, but in, in the next few minutes, I guarantee you, if you take this into your heart, you cannot help but have a spiritual awakening. We always say, and you'll hear in the shares, and after the after I finish here, people come on last time and the time before. I love that's why I come to this meeting to hear people talk about their spiritual awakening. Oh, they say I had a resentment towards somebody. It's gone now. I used to think about it, used to analyze it, talk about it, feel my feelings. You know, Get, let's get out of our own way, enjoy life and everything. It's not about our, our, our anger or our fear. You know, people got to analyze it. You want to sit with your anger and fear? To me, it's like a hot coal. Get rid of it. It's, it's based on a false premise, the ego, the devil. Bedevilments, page 62. Read that one and it tells us what we have and what our problem is. They call it bedevilments for a reason. Our mind is like the devil's in there trying to, hey, look, you know, I love that analogy, the devil. And it's true. You know, you could you you, we, you know you don't realize you could cho choose your thinking. You can really can. Yeah, it could be you can choose it. You can use the same energy you use to get depressed or anxious towards being happy, blissful. It's just a change of perception. You know, people say, "Well, is this chemical, that chemical?" I don't know. Look, I got to tell you, man, it, it's really that the, the mind is so powerful that when it gets into a different space and out of itself, things turn around. So it says. We began to see the world and its people really dominated us. This is page 66 in the big book. So do you want to be a slave? You know, I went to a lecture and a guy up there said, again, another one of these guys, he says, look, you can walk out of that prison right now. You're in solitary confinement and you can walk out. And the other thing, though, that I thought about, too, was that people in prison, in prison, in solitary confinement right now are more free than a lot of us here. Yes, you could be more freer in, in solitary confinement in a prison. But no, we're in a prison of the mind, of the ego, the depression, the anxiety, the fear, all craziness, all false. You know, a book, it talks about knowing the truth from the false in the, in, the, in the doctor's opinion. You know, it says, hey, if you want to know the truth, we'll set you free or whatever way you phrase you want to put it. it that, that, that's what happens. So anyway, it talks about here. And it says, and look, whenever I do this, the next sentence says it all. It says, we began to see that the world and its people really dominated us. In that state, the wrongdoing of others, fancied or real, had the power to actually kill. So here's a powerful sentence, fancied. 99% of things you're thinking about, you're paranoid. You, think, you know, I always have this saying, when somebody walks in front of me, I think they're following me. 
And you know, the other 1% of things in there that are true people are trying to do something to you. Who cares? It doesn't matter, right? Forgive them for they know not what they do. They're hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. So it goes on to say, how could we escape? So here, we're having the answer here. So there's no excuse for anybody who's listening to this not to have the answer right here, right now. I'm telling you, you don't have to wait another, to, to do these steps 10 more years and have 100 sponsors. Sponsors go to 1,000 meetings. You talk to 100 people about your problem. You can have it right here, right now. That resentment, that anger that, that's causing all of that restless, irritable discontent. And it says here, how could we escape? We saw that these resentments must, the word must there, be mastered, but how? We cannot wish them away any more than alcohol. This is our course. Here's the answer. Listen closely. Listen, listen to this. We realize that people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. Right? Spiritually sick. When you go to a hospital and somebody's sick there and they're, they're sick with, say, a broken leg or something, are you angry or mad at them? No, but when somebody says something wrong to you, maybe they're not in a good mood or maybe they're you know, feeling bad about themselves or having a bad day, we get upset. But they're spiritually sick. So this revolutionary... Look... This sentence right here, we could end the meeting with, if you want to take it in. That sentence right there, understanding, love, compassion, and tolerance. When we get out of the self and we come from this higher power consciousness, so somebody gets in our face, it tries to get us upset. Somebody cuts us off on the highway. You know, that's a perfect example we use all the time. We could just smile. It says in this book, we could sit there. I could be driving along and just smile. Hey, this guy's going along crazy, right? I don't want to get involved with his craziness. He's cutting everybody off, trying to get somewhere and go somewhere. But you want to know something? He's probably trying to rush to get someone and nobody wants him there because he's a crazy guy. So, you know, here we go. Why even get involved with all this nonsense and the things out around? Enjoy them, like I said, with the eye, what we could see, hear, taste, smell. But that's not where the real joy and happiness is. It, you can never get it from anything outside. The guy climbed Mount Everest, couldn't get it. We can't get more money, more power. That's going to take us. The more money, more successful you are, materialistically, it's going to be harder for you to accept this joy and happiness. And you want more and more and more. And on the other side is pleasure is always as much pain. You know, when you have something pleasure that you want to do in life, say, I don't care what it is. You go fishing, play golf, whatever it is in your life. Then when you're not doing it, you're saying, oh, I wish I was doing that. Because your happiness is coming from that. And then when you go play golf, you want to get a better score. You want to be competitive. I mean, it's all a lot of enjoyment in a way and pleasure. But believe me, that's if you really want to have real joy and happiness sit here and do this work and we'll have it this meeting so anyway it goes on to say though we did not like their symptoms in the way these disturbed us they like ourselves were spiritually sick what a revolutionary change why did i call this meeting where's the problem uh, who's the problem i put where we could be where or who who's the problem it's what is it saying here i thought you know i always when i went to speak to professionals they say stay away from those toxic people or stay away, be boundary. I'm not saying, look, if somebody's bothering you, it's not to, to go there and be with them. But, but when I'm at work, I have to be there. But when I had the perception change and change of thinking, my whole life changed, my whole perception and thinking about everything. And I started to realize that I was a sick one. Look, how sick is somebody to give me a hard time about something, but how sick was I to react to it? I was sicker than they were. So it's like this, somebody could be sick, and, and, and carry on. But I have that compassion understanding. I say, look, they're, they're, they're yelling at me or carrying on and jumping up and down. And I can only sit there and say, hey, look at this crazy guy, you know. It has nothing to do with me anymore. 
when we do the spiritual awakening, when we get out of self and we do these steps and God and consciousness and higher and get to that higher sense of being, then we realize and, and you know, it's not a small little finite thinking of what somebody did to it. It's all about walking out the door and having love and enjoying nature and, and everything about us and seeing it. When you're in your car driving, you have resentment or eating that food in your car, you're, it's very finite and it's small and it's, you isolate and, you, and then you wonder, why am I depressed? Why am I depressed all the time? 